This is Make a Difference Monday, where we talk about how you can make a difference in yourself and others and in the world around you. I'm Courtney Bullard, and today we are joined by Katie Rock, and we're talking about hospitality. So Katie, we're going to quickly go through our top threes, and then we'll dig deeper. So here we go. First question, what are your top three things you want listeners to know about you? Uh, first off, that Jesus is my Savior and Redeemer. That is definitely most important. Um, also, that I am married to my husband named Carson, and we have two kids, an uh, almost four-year-old daughter and an 18-month-old son. And one of my greatest joys is to just have people in my home. Okay. What are your top three ways that you make a difference in yourself? Uh, first off, just by spending time in the Word and in prayer. This is just the closest way on, on earth to be able to just have a deeper relationship with Jesus and also with uh, fellowship with believers. That's something that um, my husband and I really love to do. And just also just by reading and learning from other people, there's just so much out there and knowledge um, just to be able to grab from others. Great. Okay. What are your top three ways that you make a difference in others? Um, Building relationships and intentional quality time. I think that's really important. Uh, Long-term relationship mindset, which is just meaning that you can, knowing that you, you investment in somebody could really take some time and that's okay. And just understanding that and being ready for that. And also just praying for others. There's just a big power in prayer. Okay. Last, what are your top three ways that you hope to make a difference in the world? Um, by teaching others hospitality that compounds on itself. And I think it's really important to share and teach others. Um, just being a part of businesses and organizations that, um, impact lives where uh, they can see the love of Christ, whether that's um, something you're a business that you run or start, or even just like volunteer in, I think that's important. And also just um, making disciples, which also obviously starts with um, spending quality time with people. That's amazing. Well, Katie, I'm so excited. Let's dig in and talk more about hospitality. You ready? All right, let's do it. All right. So Katie, I'm so excited that you're on here today and I would love for people that are listening to first get to know you a little bit better before we dive into hospitality and talk about that topic. I love that you serve on the Pearl House board and so thankful to know you and just to have you be in this work together. Um, But you grew up in Edmond and you graduated from OSU. I did. Go folks. (laughs) Okay. I see you over there. (laughs) And I I learned this new about you. What is your degree in? So my degree is in, it's technically called design housing merchandising. So my focus in from that is apparel merchandising, which I never fully is the apparel part, but um, yeah, it was a, actually a really fun degree. That is so fun. And that you're currently the founder of Hazelwood. Tell us more about that. Yeah, the Hazelwood, I just recently started that. My husband is very much an entrepreneur. So we, we've kind of started a few other businesses along the way, which has been really fun. So Hazelwood, just like a home gift and garden website. And I'm in Oklahoma City. So I do have a few like little arrangements and just really small things, just orchids and succulents and little things like that. So it's, it's brand new, but it's it's been really fun. That's amazing. Okay, I love the name of it, by the way. Thanks. That's a, yeah, a family name from my dad's side and He's the plant man in our family. So that's where that comes from. I love it. So succulents are my friend because I feel like it's hard to kill them because every other plant dies in my care. So, (laughs) so anyways, we would, I need to maybe talk a little bit more um, about that topic, but want to talk about hospitality. So you are married, you have two children um, and you have an almost four-year-old daughter and a one and a half-year-old son, which they're darling. I've met them and seen them um, full of energy. Yes. 
Okay. So how do you have people in your home? I know one of the things it's one of your greatest joys is to have people in your home. How do you do that? Well, when you have little ones running around, like, what does that look like for those that are listening that maybe are intimidated to have people in their home when they have kids running around like crazy? Uh, So I really think it starts with just like how you view your home. Um, We, if you just view your house as like not being ours, but as a tool to further God's kingdom. And that kind of starts, it starts there and uh, people can, you know, obviously find their home as a place of isolation or relaxation, just somewhere to, you know, worked a lot or just, you know, obviously have kids or busy or whatever. It's just kind of a place to relax um, and just, or even just entertainment. Like the average person watches, uh, average American adult watches over four hours of TV a day. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Can I just stop you right there? What did you say? That adult American watches um, over four hours of TV a day. And actually, if you look at the age breakdown, the older they get, it's the more TV they watch. (laughs) So, yeah, there's a lot of and there's just a lot of, you know, excuses like busyness or even like you can't cook or your house is smaller. Your house is always messy, which I mean, obviously we have kids. Our house is always messy. Um, But it really starts with a mindset change. Um, and I, you just kind of have to see it as a calling that the Lord has given us. And I really actually have some verses that I love in this topic. First Peter four, eight and nine is above all love each other deeply because love covers a multitude of sin and offer hospitality without grumbling, offer offer hospitality to one another without grumbling. And uh, first Thessalonians, uh, Paul is telling the Thessalonians, because we loved you so much, we were delighted to share with you, not only the gospel of God, but our lives as well. And so both of those verses are talking about loving others. uh, And that's what's leading to the hospitality or leading to sharing their lives. And um, I just think you can just view it as a way that the Lord is calling us to love others is to just show hospitality, even if it's, you know, even if that might look a little difficult for you. Well, I feel like every time I talk to you, you're either serving someone, you're taking a meal to someone, someone's coming to your house. Like, like I feel like you, you always have others um, being put before yourself. And so I love for you just to expand, you know, is hospitality, does that look like just in your home? Is it like just kind of maybe expand on that a little bit more. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I, there's obviously many ways that you can view hospitality, but um, we do love opening our home when we feel called to that. And um, so that's something we do love to do, but yeah, also just, um, you know, if someone's having a baby or I'm actually dropping off a meal tonight to someone that just had a baby. So either that, (laughs) you know, just anything like that. Um, And also another something that I view as hospitality is, um, praying for others, but like asking specific prayers and then following up with that, which I am, I am trying to be better at that. I'm not great at that, but just like, there's so much, there's just such a power in following up. And like, when someone does that to me, they're like, Hey, I knew you had this meeting. Like, where, how did it go? I I've been praying for you or something. There's just such power in that. And I think that that is also kind of a form of hospitality, just showing others how much you care for them enough to remember those dates, remember those things that they're doing. And, um, you know, just, just sending a text, just, Hey, I'm praying for you or, Hey, how can I help you? Or, and that might look like a meal that might look like watching somebody's kid. If they have to go do something just, um, yeah, there's, there's many ways that hospitality can show. 
Wow. I love that. How do you remember when to follow up and to text? You put that in your calendar? I'm not great at this is something I'm really trying to work on. I am not great at this. That's just something I yes. But if I if I'm a little scattered, so everything has to be written down. If it's not, I'm gonna forget. And I do a lot of times, but that is something I'm trying to work on. But yes, just making a little quick note or putting in your phone, just hey, follow up with this. That's great. That's a good practical way. I need to do that. That's excellent. Okay, so I know you have people in your home and you love that. Do you have the same people in your home? Do you reach out to different people? Like who, like kind of explain on that. Like, do you think it's good to focus on the same people, open up to whoever? I love to know what your thoughts are on that. Yeah. So I, I believe we are absolutely called to be in fellowship and community with believers. And we're also absolutely called to be the hands and feet of Jesus to those who don't know him. Um, So believers and non-believers alike. And um, just when you're spending time with believers, that's really the easy part. That's, you know, you have a common ground, you share a love of Jesus together. That's easy to just have them over and just spend time together. Um, And that's, that's, that's obviously important for everyone to do. Um, and I love in Acts 2, um, when it's talking about the fellowship of believers, um, so one of the passages there says, every day they continue to meet together in their temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all people. And the Lord added to their number daily to those who were being saved. And they were just like, doing life together. They were going to church together. They were eating in each other's homes. They were praising God, praying together. And, and they just had such a community and uh, that is so important and just to have community with believers. And so, yeah, sometimes that's our small group or our, you know, other friends from work or just life that we've grown up with that are just believers. And that's just easy to just spend time with them. Um, I also think we're called to non-believers and we do have a lot of non-believers over. We do try to branch out and invite others over that we don't know as well, which might be a little bit harder, just kind of depending on your comfort level or if it's someone you're not, you know, don't know super well. But I think there's an importance um, there. Um, and even, you know, in the in the New Testament, when Jesus is reclining, it says reclining with uh, the tax collectors and sinners. Um, obviously, that's an example of Jesus spending time with um, non-believers and the Pharisees you know, questioned it. And Jesus's response was those who are well have no need of a doctor, but those who are sick. And I came to call the right, uh, not to call the righteous, but to call the sinners. And I think there is an importance um, in that as well. And just a side note, I read a book by Rosaria Butterfield called The Gospel Comes with a House Key, which is fantastic. And it's really just about biblical hospitality just as a natural way of life. And I, I love that book, but in there, she, she makes a lot of really great p- points, but one of them is um, that there's a difference between accepting versus approving and how we can accept people into our lives and respect them and love them, even if we don't approve of them or approve of their lifestyles or approve of, you know, um, what, you know, what they're doing. And um, she talks in there about how we shouldn't care about what others Think of the type of people we're hanging out with. If we are like using discern, you were prayerfully discerning who the Lord's calling us to. And I think that's important too. just, you know, if there's, there's no one too far gone that doesn't, you know, need to hear the love of Jesus. And that might look odd to the world, but if the Lord is calling you to people, then absolutely listen to that. We shouldn't, you know, serve God over severing our comfort really on that. So 
So we do have a lot of people that are just easy to have over and just friends and just kind of our places like, hey, we have the football game on or hey, whatever, just come on over. But we do try to make it a point to have people over that we don't know or know that they don't know the Lord. Wow. The gospel comes with the house key. Yeah. Even the title is really powerful, I think. so. (laughs) Wow. That's amazing. Well, and you know, you have such a heart for others and investing in others and you know, one of the things that you said, how you hope to make a difference in others is you have intentional quality time with them. And so what does that look like? Um, I mean, again, to us, that really is opening our home and we, Mm -hmm. we love to do that. We have, um, you know, we'll have small groups here or, um, you know, things like that, but just really, I think another way that's important, what seems intentional is, kind of finding a common interest, you know, like if you have little kids, like let's do a play date, let's, you know, get the kids involved or, um, you know, if somebody's, if we have friends that are single, maybe invite other single friends over other, you know, just kind of including kind of meeting people where they are, I think it's good to have an intentional time. Um, just because you want to make others feel as comfortable as possible. So I just think like finding a common ground that makes that even easier. That's really great. That's a great advice. So I also want to touch on, you said that how you seek to make a difference in others is to have long-term relational mindset. So how do you do that? Can you share? Um, Yeah. Yeah. So I've been involved with Young Life for many years. And one of their kind of slogans that they always teach kind of share with leaders is, um, win the right to be heard. And, um, they kind of use that phrase when talking about spending time with high school kids, but that really applies anywhere. Um, if it's someone that doesn't know the gospel or someone that you are just feel like the Lord is calling you to, you've got to be willing to invest the time in that and, uh, and really do need to win the right to be heard, like win their respect, win their trust. This is not, a um, you know, come over and let me tell you about Jesus the first night, like that might scare a lot of people away. It might not, that might work out, but it might not. And, you know, just to be able just to prayerfully and um, just being willing to invest. And yeah, that can be hard sometimes, but I think if the Lord's calling you to somebody, um, you know, we, we want to show God's love to everyone. And so if, if God puts somebody on our heart, even if it's hard, just it's worth it. Like show, you know, show them grace. These relationships are worth the investment. You know, you're so good at hospitality that I, I'm intimidated where I think, oh my goodness, like I could never, like, I couldn't like measure up to the level that Katie's at when it comes to hospitality. <laughs> and true. I wonder, you're really, you you have such a gift in that. So I wonder like if you could share, like maybe those that are listening that they're like, hospitality doesn't come naturally for me. Like, I know it's something I need to do. I want to be that person where I'm accepting and you know, that how, how do you do that? Like maybe you could give us ideas or practical ways that to invite people over. Yeah, I love, I love talking this through. Um, Just even like you think about maybe busy families where both parents are working and their kids are at school and, you know, you got soccer practice or something like that's obviously just going to be really hard. And I I get that. Um, But I would just like, even on something like that, just always like nothing has to be fancy or formal. Just, you know, you can invite these 
families after soccer practice, like, hey, why don't you just come over and we'll do a quick dinner or even on the weekends where the kids can play, just something like really casual. Um, again, what I talked about before is finding common ground. So if somebody's single and maybe their coworkers like have maybe they have a dog and their coworkers would have a dog, like, hey, let's get the dogs together and we'll just like have a little dog play date and I'll cook dinner. Or if you all like watching basketball, you know, just finding like a common ground that you can just pop in and, and just make it easy. Um, you can look for like easy transitions. Like if somebody has like, if you share a love for like a TV show or something, just like, hey, the next time it's on, like, let's all watch it together. Like, like we can have snacks or, you know, you don't even have to cook dinner on something like that. Just like, you know, being interested in something they're interested in. Or I mean, if you don't like to cook, just order pizza. Like no problem with that. Just, you know, casual, hey, I'm gonna grab a pizza. Why don't your family, why doesn't your family come over? really easy. Um, if you work late, crockpots are your friend. Rotisserie yes, chicken is your friend. I'm like, I can do the things you can do with a rotisserie chicken without really cooking, you know, but just still like having food at your house. It's easy to make tacos or pasta or something just like really quick and simple. And a lot of times, almost always people say, Hey, what can I bring? And if, if that's going to be something that's easy for them, have them bring something Just say, Hey, yeah, if you could bring a salad, that'd be great or dessert or whatever. Like people are usually really willing to do something like that. Um, when you might be really into parties or into having big groups anyway, but maybe they're always like the same group of people. So in that, I would just encourage you to kind of try to just maybe expand your group a little bit, like even with dinner clubs or book clubs or like a bunko night or something like that. Um, yeah, we try our, we know a few of our neighbors, we're trying to get to know more, but a good way to actual meet to me, actual neighbors is just by, you know, hanging out in the front yard and just being available to meet people. Or even if you wanted to host like a block party or get a projector and do like a movie night in your front yard or something, just really trying to be engaging. Another book that I will reference is uh, The Turquoise Table by Kristen Schell. And she, she just writes, a, it's a quick little fun story about um, how she always felt called to the mission field. And then as she, when she became an adult, realized that the Lord was calling her to her front yard as her mission field. And she absolutely views her front yard like that. And um, it's just a really sweet story of just like saying, you know what, I feel called to missions. And right now that looks like standing in my front yard and having picnics or hosting neighbors or just whatever that looks like. I think the Lord will just really show you, you know, who you should be investing in. So yeah, there's always, it, don't put pressure on yourself. This is fun. Like in spending time with people is fun. And if you're an introvert, then I'm not saying throw a dinner party, like have one person over, have two people over, you know, nothing crazy. Don't, don't put the pressure on yourself. It's really, we like Carson and I do this, not for just like our guest sake. Like we, we really do love having, you know, spending time with people. So wow. it's a joy. So don't, yeah, don't put pressure on yourself is what I would tell anybody. <laughs> wow. I love that the book, the turquoise table and how she used the front yard as her mission field. And I don't know why I'm having a visual of her just standing, like standing there, just she yeah. wait for people to come by, you know, or like how, what, what does that so look she, like? But it sounds. Yeah. She painted a, she ordered a picnic table and then kind of last minute thought, you know, what? I'm going to put this in my front yard and not my backyard. And she painted a turquoise and she just hung out there all the time. Like just when neighbors came by, she might have dog treats. If they have a dog, she might invite them over for breakfast. And it just kind of became a thing, which it's fun. I think she's on some podcasts too. I'll have to find this, but, um, there's like there people started doing that too. So now like people have turquoise picnic tables in their front yard. And she says like all 50 States at least have 
like a few picnic tables that are turquoise in their front yard, just to kind of with the same mindset, which is, which is really, which is really fun. Wow. And really it's about people. I mean, really that's the bottom line. It's you're investing in people, you're in, being intentional, like you said before. And I love one of the things that you said that you hope to make a difference in the world is by teaching others the power of hospitality, which compounds. Yeah. Once like if you are having people over and then maybe I don't know, like a game night or something. And then I just feel like maybe that person could think, you know what, that was, we had a great time doing that. I should do that in my neighborhood, or I should do that with these coworkers that I know, you know, and then they have those people over and just, I just think once you kind of start doing this, you realize how great it is to just share life with people, like believers and non-believers, just spending time with people and getting to know people and sharing the love of Christ with everyone. And I just, I do think it would just keep compounding and people would also meet people and also, you know, kind of be encouraged to take that next step and maybe invite someone over that they've I mean, I'm sure we all can think of someone that you've said a dozen times, we should get together. We should have you over. You just kind of say it because I mean, I I'm guilty of that too and not following through, but I would just think that maybe this would be a step to encourage people. You know what? Maybe I will call that person and just have them over. And then you just never know what they're going to do to the people in their life too. I love that. Do you put it on the calendar? If you ever say, Hey, let's, you know, like love for you to come over. Do you like get your calendar out right then and make it happen? Um, well, so if I'm trying to follow up, I'm usually, you know, if, if we're in passing, we're like, Hey, you should come over. Yeah, let's make it happen. Then I think like that night or whatever, try to remember, like I get my calendar out and think, Hey, we're free Wednesday, Thursday, or Saturday. Do any of these nights work for you? Just, I like to throw out some options. Um, just, you know, instead of just like, Hey, let's plan it sometime, you know, like, Hey, I'm three, I'm free these nights. Do any of these work for you? I love that. Do you think you've always loved hospitality? Like, did you grow up in a home that was like this or where do you think this all stems from? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, we did, we, our house was kind of a house that doors were open. I mean, honestly, it really was like my friends in high school were really close and my parents just like always let us have, you know, people over. So we'd have like big groups of people over sometimes, which was fun. But really when, when Carson and I got married, well, Carson bought a house right out of college um, before we were married, we were just dating. And so once we got married, I moved in there with him and it was like just central OKC. And uh, we had friends in Norman and Edmond and friends in apartments. And it kind of was just like a middle spot that I think really kind of may have started there. Just kind of, it was out of convenience that our house worked and I'm like, sure, come on over. And we were newlyweds. It wasn't anything crazy. Just like, Hey, come over for a football game or something. But I think our location kind of helped with that um, to start off with, which kind of gave me a love of just having people in our home. And we've moved a couple of times since then, but we've actually stayed like in the same zip code because we really love this area we're in. So I think that's kind of where it started just being just by location really. But yeah, that makes sense. I love it. Well, and I love you really, you do such a great job of investing in others and whoever knows you, they feel like they're so important. You make other people feel very important and which is really a gift and you go out of your way to do that. And so great job. I just want to give you a round of applause for that. And I don't know about that, but <laughs> no, you do, you do. And I love, cause one of the things you said, oh, how you make a difference in the world is that you love to help start and, and help start businesses that help impact people's lives. So you've done that a lot, or is that an aspiration of yours? Tell us a little bit about that. I'm, my husband um, works for a company called Simple Modern, which does do a lot of 
uh, charitable giving. And um, I think they really are making big impacts, which is cool. Yes. Uh, and if you've never tried Simple Modern Products, I'm going to give a shout out right now because they are all fantastic. Okay, go ahead, Katie. And they're a really great company. Um, we, Cars and I have started a couple other businesses that have failed. We started a business one time that was um, basically... Um, a way of like gift giving better, which I think, you know, is a way that you could show people that you care. We did like gift boxes and they were like kind of themed and that was, a, it was a fun thing, but yeah, that didn't really work out. But yeah, I don't know, even just being involved in um, like I volunteer with Young Life and being a part of the Pearl House, like these are organizations that are, you know, furthering God's kingdom. And I, yeah, I encourage people, even if you're not an entrepreneur, just to get involved, like even in a volunteer level with an organization that you um, really feel confident in what they're doing uh, for the Lord. That's amazing. And it does, it makes a difference. It makes a huge difference. Okay. Katie, I am so encouraged and inspired by you. I've written down these two books that you recommended. I'm going to check those out. Is, is there anything else that you would like to share um, that maybe you didn't have the opportunity to do? So this would be your moment. I just don't want anyone to feel intimidated by hospitality. This is, this is something that's really rather easy. Once you get going, just loving people, which is obviously what we're called to do. And um, it's something that I believe we should like budget money and time for, and um, just kind of make a priority. So if that's not something that you usually do, just think, Hey, this week we're going to invite, you know, one family over and it's just going to be pizza and we're going to hang out outside. And that's awesome. Like, just, just, just go ahead and just do it (laughs) is what I would say. It's, it's fun and it's, it's easy. Wow. That's amazing. Okay. If people want to find you, how, how can they find you? Um, you can, I'm on Instagram, Katie rock, um, is on my Instagram and, or email katie.rock at outlook. If you want to come over for dinner, just give me a holler and you can come on over. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Oklahoma City, not too far from me. Yeah. Um, what's your favorite thing to make when people come over? Oh gosh, I don't, I really don't. I'm not this big chef. Like I'm not really known for my cooking. I just, I do like things that are maybe quick and easy, like taco nights are really easy. We could just, you know, just something basic like that. It's nothing crazy, but um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe tacos or uh, we'll grow burgers and just like hang out outside when the weather's nice. And we actually moved in the fall and now we have a pool, which has been really fun. So we only got to enjoy it just briefly last year. So we're excited to just have some burgers and pool parties coming up. That sounds fun. Okay. Let's get our calendars out and let's make that happen. (laughs) I love it. Well, Katie, thank you so much for being on here today. I just am so thankful for you. Thank you for all that you do, not only for the Pearl House, but for others and um, just investing in them and just teaching us today the importance of hospitality and that it's easy not to be intimidated by it. So very thankful. So let's all go and make a difference. Thank you for listening to Make a Difference Monday. If you would like to learn more about how you can make a difference, visit thepearlhouse.org.